Hi, uh, this is Gary Stigma. I'm a member of St. Pius V Parish in Cannon Falls. And I just wanted to thank Bishop Cousins for his involvement in starting the Catholic Watchman movement, which I've been in, started with it at the first, and I'm so thankful for it and uh, for our brotherhood group that we have in St. Pius. And uh, it just has increased my faith journey so much. And I just wanted to thank him. I hope he can do the same thing in Crookston because I think it's valuable for all men. And I'd also like to pray for him daily that the Lord will give him strength to carry on his mission in Crookston. And all our prayers and thoughts of our brotherhood group will be with him. Thank you. All right. Well, great words from Gary there talking of the of the Catholic Watchman movement that Bishop Cousins was instrumental in, in putting together and, and initiating. Way back in 2016, the Catholic Watchmen have been joining in fellowship with uh, fellow brothers and parishes around the Archdiocese. With us today to share a bit of an update on what they're up to is Deacon Gordon Bird, who assists with this wide-reaching men's ministry. Deacon Gordon, welcome back to the program. Patrick, how are you? I'm doing I'm great. I'm doing well. How about yourself? You. Doing good, thanks. Yeah, we're a bit... It's good to hear Gary Sigmund's voice. He's a great guy. We do a lot of prayer vigils together. And, uh, and he speaks to, you know, Bishop Cousins, whom you said it was so, it was so, so much of a cog in getting this going with, uh, you know, with Jeff Cavins and others back in 2016. So it puts us in a bit of a transitional, uh, mode, you know, at least at the Archdiocesan level for the Catholic Watchmen. But, uh, at the same time, the boots on the ground, the guys like Gary and, and Jim Belvazen and Little Canada, I can name a number, Steve Wolf and Prior Lake, uh, you know, and Jeremy down there and down there in Faribault. Those are the guys that are keeping things going for the Watchman movement. That's so great. Uh, That's great. Well, take us all the way back, Deacon Burden. Uh, take us back to 2016. What were what prompted the foundation or the 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 beginnings of the Catholic Watchman? Really, you know, Christian men of antiquity were always called to battle to defend the faith of, you know, the one holy Catholic Church, right? And uh, it's no less in today's world where there's pretty aggressive secularism out there. And uh, and we really kind of got a, a, a prompting from this stand in the breach that, uh, if you know, Bishop Olmsted from Phoenix got going. And really, it's a, and, and really the KCs are instrumental in this, too. And it's to, to guard our church and our loved ones from our enemies. And the movement was formed in 16 by 2016 by our diocese. And, uh, and a number of parishes picked up on it. There's probably, you know, there's, I'd say 20 to 30 really strong groups. And there may be a lot more than that that go by that name. But, but there's many more that are really watchmen inside because their whole primary purpose, whether they're called the King's Men or, or they're doing Exodus 90 or whether they're, they're, uh, um, uh, that man is you. They've got this inherent purpose to get men to gather and keep each other accountable as spiritual leaders. That's, that was really the whole intent. And we're, you know, what gives it life, what gives the watchman life is prayer and what keeps it going are men gathering in prayer regularly. And those really envelop all the disciplines of, of being a leader at home. So it outreaches to the parish and to the community and, uh, getting, you know, getting your family to mass, saying scripture, you know, at home and, and, and sharing prayer, praying for others, getting your family to confession regularly, um, 
go to the adoration, uh, teaching them works of mercy. All this really, again, is, is about to get men together and keep them each of the, each accountable as spiritual leaders so we can have stronger families that lead to stronger parishes, communities, and, you know, a better world, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you started kind of enumerating these already, Deacon, but uh, just wanted to ask if you would kind of run us through the seven disciplines that the Catholic watchmen are kind of, well, this is the, these are the practices that they really, that the Catholic watchmen are encouraging and uh, building up within their, within their members from a, on a parish to parish level. So can you run through those quick for us? I sure can. They're, they're really threefold. On their daily, their weekly, and their monthly, there's seven seven in total, and seven's a great number, right? It's a perfect number. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, and, and but the three daily practices are to pray with persistence and with devotion to, to Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And then the second is to encounter Jesus in sacred scripture. And then third, strive to be a spiritual father like St. Joseph. So those are just the nice. daily things we want to do as, as spiritual fathers. And keep in mind that a spiritual father is someone who, who has someone responsible for them. You don't, it's not necessarily a married man. He can be single, obviously celibate. Someone that you're responsible for. You are a spiritual father. Mm-hmm. And the weekly practices are engaged fully in every Sunday Mass, so just get to Mass weekly. And then try to serve and be a witness to family and community. That involves us spiritual and corporal works of mercy, you know. You know, join a food shelf. Get your family involved with that. Go visit someone that's lonely. Things like that. And, and the final two monthly practices are try to get to confession and get your family to confession monthly. And again, the, the, the real... The, the 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 real crux of it, the foundation that um, that builds upon its prayer as a Catholic watchman, is to build fraternity and evangelize men in at least monthly parish gatherings. Mm-hmm. But so that rounds them up. But really, the, the the watchman groups that are the strongest that I observe are these men are getting together regularly. And when I say regularly, you know, two, three, four times a month, even wow. just for an hour, hour and a half, you know, sure. at times that work out for them, just to just to keep each other accountable and strengthen themselves. Right. And you've already, uh, let's just make it explicit, you've already uh, basically outlined this, but uh, so Catholic Watchmen is, it's based in the parishes, right? And so the first place a man who might be interested in, in joining the Catholic Watchmen should look is at his local parish, correct? That's correct. And it's, it's, it's anything that's ministry to men, you know, Catholic watchman obviously is a part of. I mean, again, there's, there's, there's several ministry uh, or men's ministry groups in a lot of parishes today. Um, they may not take on the Catholic Watchman name, but I guarantee they all take on the Catholic Watchman discipline if they're if they're doing these things that we are speaking to. But that's where you start at, where the where the men's leadership begins at at the parish, and then it expands out. And a lot of times, a typical Watchman group will meet once monthly. At a, in a larger scale, maybe 20, 30, 40 guys. You know, some have even more. Some are in the, you know, some of the bigger ones are close to 100. And then you've got small groups that of six to eight that meet separate from that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and which really makes it that much more cohesive. They may have their little breakfast clubs, you know, every, every once, you know, once, once or twice or more a month. But, uh, but a lot of times it starts with that and, 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 and the, the kind of the classic, the classic layout for a Catholic watch meeting is, is of course, prayer, and and usually a witness or 
a speaker or whatever the leader wants to bring up or the or, or that that day for or that evening for 15 or 20 minutes and then they break out into small groups they talk about it and it, and a lot of them close out with an adoration type hour some of them start with mass some of them begin with adoration some of them close out with adoration it really varies but that's kind of the core of it and right. uh, they're pretty simple and uh, and uh, they're really built by men getting together to try to make each other better men. Right, right. Well, and that, that makes a lot of sense to me, and it doesn't sound all that complicated, quite frankly. So if no. by chance um, there are those listening saying, that, yeah, I, I might like to get involved in this, but then they check with their local parish, and there's not much going on for men's ministry. It doesn't no. sound like there's it might be too awfully complicated just to get something going. Is that right? That's correct. And, you know, I've been at this almost, well, I celebrated my fourth year of, of being ordained, um, just coming up next week. And then I, I was assigned about a year after ordination um, to the movement. So I've been at it about three years. And since that time, I get calls periodically, um, just to what you alluded to, Patrick. And so we we have kind of a set set of recommendations and, uh, you know, and resources you know, leader resources they can use that are popular programs to use in ministry to men. So they can certainly contact myself. Uh, I work with Justin Stroh, who uh, is also assisting heavily in the movement and uh, just a, a great person himself as a resource. But they can reach us at, uh, you know, reach me in the, at, at my uh, at the website of www.catholicwatchman.com. We've got a, you know, we have a... Uh, uh, social media site, and uh, so they can just simply, you know, call in and uh, okay. and uh, contact us for any anything that they would like to do to get their men's ministry movement going. Right, right, and so there's resources available there as well. There's uh, all sorts of good things that people can find out. Men can find out if they're looking to start uh, start a start a men's ministry or to uh, perhaps, like you already said, if they've already got something going, but just like would, would like a little bit more structure or, or um, maybe at least an enumeration of those seven disciplines that you just talked about. Uh, yep. Call call Deacon Bird or go to thecatholicwatchman.com. Uh, and yeah, find... and if you check the, the Catholic Spirit, the digital version of the Catholic Spirit or the paper version, I'm usually in, I'm always in the digital and most of the time in the paper version. My email's in the bottom there. They can just contact me directly oh, there. there. That's the easiest way to, easiest way to do it. And uh, um, like I said, probably monthly I'm sending something out to <laughs> even people in Ohio and California have contacted us to see what we're doing for men's ministry uh, as it relates to the Washburn movement. So. Wonderful. Well, let me. Uh, you already again. You've already spoken to this uh, to some degree, Deacon. But I, I want to give you the opportunity just to philosophize a little bit on this. Why is it so important that that men step up in their in their roles as uh, as men in the church, as husbands, as fathers, as uh, workers in you know in society and that sort of thing? Why is it so important that the faith play a a foundational role in everything that we do as men? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great question. I hate to start everything with a crisis, but, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And really, we have this, we have this Catholic man crisis that, uh, that, that just shows that there's only, you know, 51%, for example, of Catholic men strongly agree that the sacraments is essential to their relationship with God. And, and another stat is like a majority of Catholic men are not certain if it's possible to have a personal relationship with God. And, 
you know, if if half the men feel that way, and maybe more than that, you know, what are their family? What's that going to do to their families? Because we know that uh, even from the start of the movement, I remember that some of the compelling um, research that was done on a lot of times the mother is the spiritual leader, right? And that's great. But if you want the, that stick to of the faith for the kids, once they leave their home or even when they're teenagers, the father needs to step in, step in and complement that faith because it can go from about 15% of the kids keeping their faith if they, if, if only the mother is the spiritual leader to about 80 to 90 plus percent if the father steps in and is a spiritual father to them, showing them that he appreciates the sacraments, gets them to mass regularly, takes the confession, says prayer with them, and, and that shares the scripture and other things that are, just make him a, a solid Catholic man to their kids. It just it's so important in, in that, you know, the family being the vital cell of society. Yeah. A man is a leader at home, a spiritual leader at home, not just a material leader. Right. Well, speaking of fathers, the Catholic Father's Day celebration back in June seemed to be a huge success. Any future plans for more of those types of events? It was a, it was a great success, and yes, we plan to, to lead up to that again in June. Um, you know, right now we have... Uh, you know, one thing in mind, and, and, and as far as at a higher level, and that's probably the men's conference, which will be on the Feast of St. Joseph, March 19th. And mm-hmm. a lot of the crux of that is going to lead toward men to get together in vigils and processions like we had in June on Catholic Father's Day on a regular basis. That'll be our big annual grandiose event to process in prayer as men as an archdiocese. But we hope to have those processions spread out throughout the various parish com- communities and neighborhoods, uh, you know, all year round, you know, on a regular basis. That's really the whole intent of Catholic Father's Day, was to really get that going, get the processions going of, you know, of, of the Blessed Sacrament, of, uh, of the Holy Mother, of St. Joseph, for example, the Holy Family. Just present, get people used to it, and uh, seeing the, you know, the the graces that come upon just just knowing our Lord. Mm-hmm. Wow, wonderful! Well, Deacon, we've reached the end of our time, but before we let you go, we want to thank you for all of your work with the Catholic Watchmen, and we'd also like you to ask you if you would give us your blessing, please. Certainly, well, in this Heavenly Father, in this time of of Advent, of preparation, of coming, of hope, faith, joy, and peace. We pray that you are with us in spirit, in kindness, in grace. Through Christ our Lord, amen. May the blessings of Almighty God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, descend upon you all and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Well, Deacon, thank you so much for joining us. And hey, happy fourth ordination anniversary coming up. Celebrate well. Thank you very much, and and we're ordaining seven new deacons uh, this coming weekend, so please join in the activities if you can. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you, Deacon. All right, it's time for another break. When we come back, Haley Mueller of Catholic Charities is with a great way to enjoy the season and its spirit of giving. All that right after this word of gratitude to Bishop Cousins from Fay. Hi, I'm Fee Mahler, and I'm calling from Rachel's Finger Twin Cities. We were so blessed a few years ago when Bishop Cousins served as a minister for an entire weekend at one of our retreats. And on our 20th anniversary, we were blessed again when Bishop Cousins gave the homily at our closing Mass. 
and he stated that the Rachel's Vineyard Retreats are one of the most powerful examples of the reality of the gospel that he has ever seen. Bishop Cousins, thank you so much for that extraordinary endorsement. We carry your testimony in our hearts and thank you for carrying the gospel message to those who are wounded by abortion. God bless you and the Crookston Diocese and thank you for your service to Rachel Sinners.